We're in chapter number four. You ready, baby? You, you got a mic? I got you. Okay, she got one. And as they were speaking to the people and priests and the captain of the temple, the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Okay, right there. Um, look at someone and say, there's power in speaking. And whatever you say, there is power in speaking. Rwanda, come here for a second, please. One thing you notice is that Ronnie would not have come if I wouldn't have spoken it. Things are not coming because we're not speaking enough. Tamaya, come here, please. And some of us tend to get a little discouraged sometimes that we've spoken a thing and it's taken a little while. Rooster, I want you to come here, but take your time. See, sometimes we've spoken a thing, but, 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 but since the thing is it, it's, it's, it's slowing around and hadn't come, then we stop speaking and therefore we stop believing in what we've spoken. But there's power in the things that you speak. You see, look, look at this word. Look at I spoke the word, but the, the word is, is still coming, but it's it's coming a little slow. But the word is still look at your neighbor and say, but the word is still coming. But the word is still coming. It's still coming to pass. You've spoken some things, maybe, maybe over your business. You know, you you're not where it's um, supposed to be right now. And you're saying that, um, that I'm going to be, you know, I'm supposed to be here by now. But continue to speak the word that God has given you about your business. Continue to speak the word that God has given you about your health. You know, because, because some people are ailing in their health. But guess what? The word is coming. And the word is here. <laughs> You guys can have a seat, you know, but but the word is coming and the word is going to be here. And you got to understand that there is power in speaking. You can build up or tear down with a, a spoken word. Words are the most powerful force available to humanity. We can choose to use this force constructively with words um, of encouragement or destructively using words of despair. Words have energy and power with the ability to help. It has the ability to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble regardless to who's speaking it. Oh, did you hear the last part? It has that power regardless to who's speaking it. It only matters who's speaking the word when timing's involved. It only matters who's speaking it is when timing's involved. Because guess what? Pastor Mitchell could tell someone to do something. They're going to do it right away. But my daughter says something. They're going to look at her like, uh, who are you? It's a, but they would eventually do it once they know that it's a word. 
They trust the word that comes out of his mouth because he's been proven. But the word of her mouth, it sometimes it take a little longer because it's not proven yet. It says, now as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. They were greatly disturbed that they taught the people and priests in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Okay, let us, let us, let us understand who these people were, the main players. The, the captain of the temple refers to the police force that was there um, for the temple precincts. The captain together with the priest and the Sadducees all came together to arrest Peter and John for simply speaking. The Sadducees would have a vested interest in this because simply they didn't believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't believe in the, the, the afterlife. They didn't believe in um, once you once you die, they believe that's it. So that's why they had a vested interest in it, because the, it, it will prove that they that everything that they were believing was a fraud. That's why it would prove that that what we believe is a fraud if Jesus didn't rise. So that's why they were diabolically opposed to what we were believing and what these men were preaching. See, that's why sometimes you're going through some things against some people because they oppose in what you are believing and what you're saying. Uh, so they put them into custody until the next day because it was actually illegal under the Jewish law um, to have a trial by night, though this is what they did to Jesus. Listen, they had a trial for Jesus at night. It was against the law to have a trial by night, especially when it's dealing with life. When it's dealing with, when it's dealing with money, they say you can go a little further. <laughs> but when it's dealing with life, you got to do that in the daytime. So the reason why they couldn't do nothing here in this time is because it was already nightfall. Remember when these boys started? These boys started in, in chapter three and it was and it was I, I believe they said it was the ninth hour. It was three o'clock in the evening or three o'clock in the afternoon. And then by this time it had already been evening. So it was already probably about three, three or so hours later when this had happened. So the boys had stamina, first of all. They had the, the ability to continue to go forth, continue to say the word, um, even when they didn't see immediate results. Sometimes when we don't see immediate results, we got to have the stamina to continue to speak that word and profess that word and say, I still believe God. Um, so these people, they um, respected the law when it um, helped them out. Remember, these same people, they said um, they crucified Jesus or they condemned him when it was night and they wasn't supposed to. They wasn't have, supposed to have a trial at night. But now they're saying, OK, I, we're going to obey. We're just going to obey our Lord now. So now they're saying we're going to keep you in prison. We're not going to do nothing now. and We're going to handle you in the morning. This kind of reminds you of leaders and elected officials in this day and time we live in. They would do what they have to do to cover up their lies and want us to accept it as if it's true. Sometimes they want to do that because they don't want to be found out as frauds and liars. 
I'm not saying all, believe me. No, there are a whole lot of good people that are in good places. But, but how many know sometimes that, that the, the bad apples, they spoil it for everybody? And we think that all politicians are bad. All politicians are not bad. All politicians don't have a corrupt heart. That's why it's our job and our duty to pray for our leaders so that, so, so that they can be in the right place of God. So that, because guess what? They're leading us, first of all. And if someone is leading me, I want to pray for that person. Whether, listen, whether or not you like the person who's leading has no never mind. If it's your leader, you better pray because if the leader don't make it, you ain't going to make it. All right, come on. So one of, one of the couple of things I want you to recognize from the beginning. It says that they were annoyed. <laughs> the first thing we have to understand from this passage is that nothing will happen until we first speak. Nothing's going to happen until you first speak. When you open up your mouth, then, you, then guess what? Things start to happen. I don't know what you're expecting, but until you open your mouth, things are not going to happen. Whether it's good or bad, ain't nothing going to happen if you keep your mouth closed. <laughs> Somebody said that the, that the squeaky wheel get the oars. Got a mechanic back there. He know about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so and then the second thing is, um, when you do speak, someone will get annoyed. When you do speak, someone inevitably will get annoyed. I'm tired of her coming in here all bubbly and talking about hello, good morning. This ain't no good morning. It's Monday. You know, you know those people. You're like, oh God, I'm just annoyed. It's just not, I'm just spilling over from what I what I experienced on Sunday. I'm just, I'm just enjoying. I want to have a good time. And they just looking at you like, oh God, she's here again. You know, you know, just, some people are just like that. Some people, you're going to just annoy and rub them wrong simply because you try, you, you purpose to live a life pleasing unto the Lord. Amen. We are not setting out to annoy, but some will be annoyed by our stance in God and what we say for the Lord. Because many people don't want to hear the righteousness of God and would rather be ignorant and think that the excuse of I didn't know will actually work out for them in the end. I, I didn't know, so that's why I didn't do. They think that excuse is going to work. That excuse is not going to work. They are not just annoyed by you speaking, but rather annoyed by what you are proclaiming. It's a different thing between just speaking and then proclaiming. Because when you proclaim a thing, you are declaring it publicly. Because once you start to say that you're a Christian on your job, Oh, Lord, you don't open yourself up because they're going to look at you and read you. OK, we're going to see if he Christian. We're going to see if he a godly boss. You know, we're going to see what's going on. So they look at every situation. OK, uh -huh, waiting. Uh -huh. Is the, are they doing that right? Wait a minute. Did they did they cheat? Did, did they come? 
They had a 30-minute break, and it's 31 minutes after. Mm -mm. I can't trust them. Listen, people are like that. They're going to try to find ways to just assassinate your character just so that your words that you speak has no more power. That's what they were going to try to do. But, but when you are proclaiming a thing, you are declaring it publicly, typically, insistently, proudly, and defiantly that this is the truth and I give my life for it. Just as in the time of Peter and John we're, we're living in, we are living in similar times in that we cannot afford to be silent or silenced, but rather declaring what the word of God says. There are so many people whose aim and goal is just to simply shut you up. They'll, they'll um, pick up or pick on things. Maybe you had a bad day, because guess what? We all have a bad day. So, sometimes we don't, we don't cross every T, dot every I. Sometimes, sometimes things happen, and we got to say, Lord, forgive me. I didn't mean to do that. But guess what? When people who have eyes see it, guess what? They not tend to forgive you and, and forget those things. But the thing about it is you have to forgive yourself, Ask the Lord to forgive you and continue to move on. Because if not, guess what? You're going to keep your mouth silent and shut up because you say, well, they still remember what I did before. We all have a past. But guess what? We have a future as well. I say again, you're going to annoy some people living this life of Christ and declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because what you speak out cannot be retracted nor can it be unheard. Once you've spoken it, it's gone. It can't come back. So, so the evidence of what they've spoken, because guess what? When, the, when it said that the priests and the, and, the, and the police came in and the, and the Sadducees came in and they arrested them, but guess what? It was too late. They've already spoken it. It already got out there. And then it said what? That... 5,000 people had already believed. So the word of God has already made its impact. So what you have spoken, guess what? It cannot be unspoken. So the thing about it is we have to make sure that we're speaking the right things so that we can expect the right things. Look at your neighbor and say, just get the word out. It will produce results. It will produce results. Go ahead, baby. Read a little more. But many of the. You, you were, verse four, go ahead. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. So this is just a couple of, of chapters. Not sure the, the time span exactly of. of um, how long, um, you know, it happened. It could be just maybe 48 hours. It could be, you know, a couple of days or, or, or whatever. But just imagine these boys, Peter and John, speaking the word of God and having the results that they've had. Five, oh, 5,000 people giving their lives to the Lord because of what they've said. There's power in what you say. Well, that, well whether or not you believe it, you, some of us are in a place where we're not believing that, that there's power in what I say. Therefore, sometimes we don't say nothing. 
And therefore, sometimes we say things that we should not say. Believe me, there's power in what you say. You, you can have what you say. You can be what you say. Yeah. Go ahead, babe. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what name did you do this? Okay. So now they have brought them um, in front of the Sanhedrin council. And this is one of the highest councils that, that they had in the, in the land at that time. It's kind of like, probably like the Supreme Court. You know, they had them there and they had them in the midst. It wasn't like they were, you know, you know here and they had them in the midst and everyone looking at them. Um, um, it's kind of like you see on sometimes when you have some, um, I believe it was like Senate hearings or something like that, and, 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 and everyone is asking them questions, people around them, it's kind of like an amphitheater, you know, and people are just looking, and, 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 and it's like they're kind of like a spectacle. But this is kind of like the same thing that happened when it was Jesus. Because Annas and, and, and Caiaphas, they, they were the one that had the liberty to release Jesus and, 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 and the liberty to do what's right. Guess what? John and Peter are in the same situation here, and now they're saying, wait a minute, this looks eerily similar to what just happened to Jesus. Is this about to happen? Is this, look, could you imagine him talking to Peter? Is this about to go down? Are they really about to, you know, really get us? It was like, Things become real to you once you really start to open your mouth. Things become serious for you once you start to really declare the word of the Lord. And then people are going to come against you. Listen, th this ain't no puppet show. This ain't no little thing that we just do and fly by night. This is our life. So the thing about it is, is John and, and Peter, they were there, but they were probably thinking that, hey, this is the same thing that they did to Jesus. Yeah. We're probably about to be out of here. We're probably about to be crucified just like he was. But guess what happened? It didn't even matter. That's the thing that we have to realize is that it didn't matter. They knew that they were in the same situation that Jesus was. The same people who have, who have um, condemned Jesus to go and to, and to die was the same people, the same Sanhedrin council that was over their particular case. And then now, what, what am I to do? Stand up and be bold in the Holy Ghost. That's what we have to do. When things come again, we got to stay, stay firm in the word of God and stay firm in the word of God and stay firm in the word of God when things are going against us. We must get to the point where it doesn't matter what happens to us, what you take from us, how you treat us, or even if we die, <laughs> knowing that I'm going to still be with God. 
there was an old song that, um, old gospel song that says, um, if I die, let me die. As long as I'm in the army of the Lord. As long as I'm in the right place of God. If I happen to die for the things that I believe, if, 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 you, if, if um, things seem to crumble for me here on this earth, following the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that's not everyone's testimony and, and, and everyone can't go down with that. And everyone's like, no, nah, I need to have my stuff. Wait a minute. Of course. Listen, I want my stuff too. I want it too. But guess what? If it happened to go and, and I have God, I'm all right. I'm telling you. And that's how you have to, listen, if, if I don't have nothing else, if, if, if you see me tomorrow, God forbid, because my baby look at me like, babe, God forbid that, that I lose, lose it all. But if I have my relationship with God, if, if, listen, if I have my relationship with God, I know that things are going to be all right. Yes. Things are going to be okay because, because this, ain't, this life here is temporal. But with God, it's definitely eternal. I'm telling you. Go ahead, baby, read. Where are you at? Go ahead, read. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, mm -hmm. if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom hmm. God raised from the dead, and by him... This man is standing before you well. Look at He said, whom you crucified. Yeah. Listen, the more should have been shaking in their boots because of where they were and what had happened just, just a little while ago to their Savior. But when the Holy Ghost come upon you, when the Holy Ghost start to really speak it in you, you start to speak, but I'm not talking about speaking carelessly. You're speaking calculated words of the spirit of God and, 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 and speaking to the spirit of things. You're not looking at the, the natural surface of things. Them boys were speaking to the spirit of the thing because some, most of us are still dealing with things as they are. Dealing with things in the natural and seeing things. Well, it looks like this, so it's like that. No, that's why it's imperative that we pray in the spirit. That's why it's imperative that, that we live in the spirit. Because if we live in the spirit, we won't fulfill the desires and the lusts of the flesh. We have to be living in the spirit in these times. Because if not, guess what? We're going to be confused and we're going to be, you know, thrown off course. Read that last one again. Last verse. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. By the name of Jesus. They specifically said it. They said it was nothing by my name, by anybody else. It's by the name of Jesus Christ this man is standing. And the thing about it is, is once you start to have proof you would think it was in, um, irrefutable that, uh, that, that I have proof. This is genuine proof of what has happened. 
You would think that they will believe the proof or they would accept the proof. How many know that we've had a whole lot of things in this day and time? We've thought we've had a whole lot of proof and evidence of things that has happened corruptly. You can have things on camera these days. You can have the person speaking out their own mouth and they can refute it and win. So how is it different from the days back in the old days than it is now? There's no different. The, the heart of people are still corrupt and they need a savior. That's the only thing that's going to be able to save man, to, to, to deliver man. Because what? Men are blinded by their own selfishness. Go ahead and read, babe. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, mm. the builders which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else. Yes, is- and he stood on that. There is salvation in no one else. You may think there's someone else and you may be looking for another savior, but there is no one else. And he was, he was bold because the Holy Spirit gives you boldness even in the midst of horrible situations. He said, there is no one else. And then go ahead. I I like this part that's coming up. Come on. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody else. Ain't nobody else you can be saved by but the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he's Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He is everything to us. Go ahead and read, baby. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John mm-hmm. and perceived that they were uneducated, Come on. common men, Come on. they were astonished. Well, see, look it. <sighs> they were untrained, uneducated, common men. You know, I think I'm, uh, you know, I'm, shoot, I'm sub- I got my Southern card now. Uh, hey, my baby said it. My baby said, hey. I, I, you know, I'm certified Southern now, you know, <laughs> I have, I've been here long enough. I don't marry one. I'm, I'm, I'm in there now, you know, you know, there, there was something about a country, a country person that is, that is, that is different from a city person. A, a country person know how to get their hands dirty and do some things. A country person know how to uh, make a dollar out of 15 cents. Country person, you put them in the woods, they know how to survive. But you put a, you put a city person in the woods, they say, ooh, get the bug off me. You know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm telling you because, listen, they were, they were common men, untrained, and they are. Have you ever seen a, a person from the country just give a person from the city just fits? Just because they doing things and, and surviving and, and making, making millions and they can't even bit more talk. You, you, did you see my English right there? And they making millions and people looking, how in the world are you doing this? You can't even put a sentence together. Hey, I've been with God. I know the Lord. And that's what made the difference. Those boys been with Jesus. Listen, as you continue to reread, baby, it says that it says that they been with Jesus. 
Come on, read. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. <laughs> they recognized they've been with Jesus. There is something about you that people are going to recognize that you've been with Jesus. <sighs> I've been with him. I, I know him. You know, when I would cuss you out. I'm not. You know why? Because I've been with Jesus because he changed me from the inside. He done done something to me. You know, you know, when I would get angry and fly off at the handle, I'm not. You know why? Because he done something in me and he changed me. And then guess what? Even if I happen to fly off the handle one day, when guess what? We all probably do and have done. Guess what? We can go to the Lord. Lord, forgive me. Clean me up again. And we can go to that person and say, would you forgive me? I I know I was wrong. And that's what's going to show them the difference that you've been with God. It's not that you got everything right all the time. It's that when you get it wrong, you can say, I was wrong. Forgive me. Uh, That shows more power of the Holy Ghost in you than anything. Than you living right the whole time and not have done nothing wrong. Mm, thank you, Lord. They were uneducated. <laughs> so these these were some Galilean fishermen with no formal education. <laughs> but they had the one essential qualification for ministry. They've been with Jesus. That's the essential ingredient. I've been with Jesus. Go ahead, baby. Read. We almost out of here. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them. They had nothing to say in opposition. <laughs> they look at seeing the proof. They had nothing to say in opposition. They didn't. They didn't accept it, but they couldn't say anything against it. <laughs> Go ahead, babe. Read. But but when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another. Mm-hmm. Saying, what shall we do with these men? Okay, well, start, start that verse again. Saying. And one, one above that. And when they conferred, that one. Yeah. You'll back it up for me, Pastor Mindy. Give her a chance. 15. Okay. But when they had commanded them to leave the council. Okay, this is, this is, this is kind of important right here. And when they commanded them to leave the council. So now these boys are gone outside the council. Now the council is by themselves in a closed session and talking about them boys. So now this is what's going on. Listen, people going to have some closed meetings about you. If you continue to speak this word, if you continue to live this word of God, people going to have some closed doors about you. (laughs) You you think this is a cakewalk. People going to be saying stuff about you. In closed doors. Go ahead, read, babe. They conferred with one another, Uh saying, what shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Okay, so listen, did you ever think it was a closed session? Who got this out? How did Luke find out about this? Right? It was a cl- it was a closed session. 
How, how did Luke, wait a minute, Luke? Bro, Luke, wait a minute now. Yeah. Were you in there? It was a closed session. You're not one of them. So there was somebody in there yeah. that got converted. <laughs> Who was in there that got converted? <laughs> it had to be that Paul. Uh-huh. It had to be. Yeah. It had to be. Had, somebody in there. I, I, I tend to believe it was Paul yeah. that was in there. Uh-huh. A young guy, you know, in there knowing about all this stuff and have told after his conversion, telling Luke, this is what happened. How are you going to find out? He had to have found out from somebody who was in there. So, so the mere fact is, whether it was Paul or not, somebody in there told a message and Luke heard it message and then Luke wrote it down. So so the thing about it is, you don't know how powerful your words are. So Peter and John were speaking to a person they didn't know was going to be converted. A a person they didn't know that that was going to know the Lord Jesus Christ and would change the course of Christianity for, for, for life and generations to come. If it was indeed Paul. Oh, it is definitely possible. Go ahead, baby, read. For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Mm-hmm. But in order that it may be spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. Hmm. So, you know, um, we're living in a day and time where you, 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 you might get some ultimatums like that. Yeah, yeah. They, are, they are really trying to really quiet our mouths and shut us up. And, and you, know, you, you know, it has been happening for, for of course, a while, but, it, but it's more brazen now. It's more open. People saying, no, you can't do that. You shut your mouth or guess what? I'm closing you down. You know, that's why it's good for us to have our own stuff. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's good for us Christians to have our own stuff. Because when we have our own stuff, then we have the say about our own stuff. Okay, y'all don't want your own stuff. I want my own stuff so that, so that people can't tell me what to do with my stuff. That's why when you get your land, you have your land. This is my land. You ain't telling me what to do with my land. Right? When you buy your land. That's why we need our stuff. We need to own our stuff. Christians, we need to own our stuff. Go ahead, babe. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Yeah, they said don't even speak, don't even teach in this name of Jesus. But, But, you know, how you going to... You know that this is a notable miracle. You know this is from God. And then you're telling me just because you're trying to save face with your other politician friends that I got to shut my mouth because things are happening. You know, ah, the thing about it is continue to speak. 
Because there's power in what you say. Don't stop. Don't stop saying it. Listen. Ridicule is going to happen. Struggle is going to happen. But continue to go. Go, baby. We're about to go. But (laughs) Peter and John answered them, Mm -hmm. whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. Mm -hmm. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. That's it. Everyone on your feet. We can't speak but what we've seen and what we've heard. You can't speak but what we've seen and what we've heard. Speaking the word is powerful. There's power in speaking. And he said, I can't speak unless I've seen it, I've heard it. You've got to see something. You've got to be changed. You have to hear something. Some of us are not speaking because we ain't heard nothing. We're not seeing nothing. What gets you to start talking? Because I've seen something. When, 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 when they say something about the game, guess what? I saw the game. Mm-hmm. Therefore, guess what? I can chime in and tell you about it. Because yes. yes. I know. I've seen it. Yes. Or if I've heard something, guess what? I can tell you. Because yes. I'm a witness now. Come on. So the only way you're going to be able to speak and have that voice that, you, that you're supposed to have, you've got to be around the right things yes. in order to hear the right things and see the right things. Yes. Because I don't want to just speak anything. I want to speak the word of God that has results. Because a whole lot of things we're seeing and we're hearing, those are the things that we're speaking. And it may not be what the Lord wants us to speak and hear. That's why we have to inundate ourselves with the word of God and people of like faith. Amen. All right. 